Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal, where our goal is to change the way you practice dentistry by helping you achieve clinical, financial, and personal balance. Now, here's your host, T-Bone. Good week and welcome to another episode of the T-Bone Speaks podcast. I am your host, T-Bone, and... Uh, remember I talked to you guys uh, several weeks ago, maybe a few months ago actually, about how we're going through some coaching with my dear friend, uh, Holly Bryant, who is sitting here today. Hi, Holly. How are you doing? How are you? You don't look like Meredith, just so you know. (laughs) I only wish. And uh, Holly was supposed to be coming here, I think, in uh, April, but then with all of the uh, COVID and everything, uh, we ended up pushing it to uh, this this time in early July. And I wanted to give you guys an update on where we're at and how things are going. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much it. So this week, we're going to focus on talking a little bit about my dental practice, uh, some opportunities, maybe some challenges. Uh, we're going to try to keep it short and sweet, which is a challenge for both of us. <laughs> of course it is. So Holly, talk to us about you. What do you do? What do I do? Yeah. Well, um, I put up with people like you. That's your job, right? It is my job. Um, coaching practices, growing them, discovering talents that they have, and uh, basically taking care of the CEO and really helping him to implement the vision that he has. Yeah. So people hate the word consulting. Right. has a negative connotation. So let's just call it coaching. Let's yeah. call it, what do we want to call it? Well, I, I kind of think of you more as uh, like a uh, a virtual uh, business manager in a sense. Okay, uh, in other words, there you know as 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 many people look at me and think I'm very good at what I do. There are areas within my practice that I struggle too, and most of those areas I struggle have a lot to do with um, not seeing things from the outside, correct, and and having some biases or even. Uh, some weak spots for team members or weak spots for this and that. And, and uh, so I look at you as, uh, here's where I want to get to. Uh, can you help me get there? Can we help implement these things? And, and then I look at it also as I need somebody to hold me accountable uh, without me running over them. Uh, and so that's kind of uh, kind of where we're at. I'm equally it. stubborn, right? Yeah, but maybe more so than me. Right. I mean, you did good. You didn't eat bread last night. I didn't. <laughs> even though you let me eat it. Yeah. Oh. So, so anyway, this week, uh, so you're back in for your second, uh, maybe your third visit. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Um, and uh, so we had another time uh, together. Uh, but briefly, so uh, our practice has faced the challenges of covid like everyone. Like everybody else. So without no more than five minutes, okay? Uh, what are you seeing in our office and many other offices uh, from the COVID? Well, the stress and anxiety of where do I put all these people, Okay, right? Because I have two months of patients on top of the patients that are already scheduled. So we feel the anxiety of I've got to hurry and get a man. Okay. But the reality is, we're not going to be able to get in two months of patients on top of the, the, priest, yeah. the month we already have. Yeah, and that's especially true in hygiene, I think, oh, more so than the doctor's schedule. Absolutely. Yeah. Doctor, you have, you know, you probably have four weeks right. to to 
put into your schedule to organize it over the next month? Well, the doctor's schedule, most offices probably aren't booked out two, three months because COVID is right. a two-month deal. Yep. So most of us weren't booked out. So we walked in to a certain degree whenever we decided to open to an empty doctor's schedule, but a full hygiene schedule and a backlog of two months of patients. So that's one thing. What, what do you think about uh, uh, team morale, uh, team uh, enthusiasm uh, post-COVID. What do you think is going on there? So first, number one is the team uh, definitely, definitely has their anxieties and how the doctor comes in and what he's provided in terms of safety okay. gives them the so confidence. The, the stupid PPE stuff? PPE, but also how he feels about COVID. Okay. If he feels COVID is, um, you know, if he's on the I'm super high anxiety myself about COVID, then everybody in his office is high anxiety. If he is, okay, we're dealing with this. It's real. But we were trained to deal with this stuff. Right. Then the team has much more of a level-headed perspective of it. Because he feels safe. They then know that as they get back into work, they're feeling safe. So a couple, you know, weeks go by and all of a sudden everybody starts settling in that, oh, yeah, this is what I was meant to do with my life. This is yeah. my career. I'm good. Well, I, I would say that what I experienced is that our team was trepid at first. Absolutely. But ready. Yep. Uh, that they were concerned about PPE, but they became relatively unconcerned about the excessive PPE pretty mm -hmm. quickly. Uh, they're still concerned about patient contact and things like that. Uh, but what I noticed more than anything else is there, there was a fog uh, in people for at least a couple of three weeks. They needed to get their legs underneath them. You know, it's kind of like, um, you know, sports people understand, like, if you stop playing, like the NBA, you stop playing basketball, you got to get a little time to get your, your game legs under you. And I would say that uh, they needed some time to get their game legs underneath them. And and I think, you know, about six weeks in now, we're, um, we're starting to hit that stride again. Right. We were ready to hear what we talked about today. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. People came back and we got COVID brain and we've got, I've been out of my routine, my normal. I created a different normal, Netflix and family and, yeah. and, and not really a sense of purpose. And now all of a sudden we come back and people need us. So they need us. And then we're trying to remember the systems that we had. I mean, literally two months of nothing. Yeah. And so, uh, and then the team perspective is it's, they all know each other and they love each other and they trust each other and they're a team, but yet we feel like strangers. We feel like we've been on vacation and everybody else has been together. Right. Right. And when yeah. you come back from your one week vacation, you're, you're taking a day or two going, what all happened while I wasn't here? Well, everybody was isolated and everybody was on vacation, the Corona vacation. And then all yeah. of a sudden now we're all back together and we're kind of strangers. And so we've had communication issues internally because we don't know if we can reach out and ask for help. Can you do the scan or can you help me here? Yeah, can you? Yeah, that's all. Uh, you know, all you know how I feel about all this stuff. It drives me completely bonkers. Right. But okay, so enough COVID talk. We went over sure. five minutes, but nonetheless. So let's let's kind of focus on some opportunities that we see. Uh, in my practice, we can talk about a, a lot of the challenges as well if they come up. But sure. I think I think uh, opportunities and challenges are the same thing, quite frankly, right. uh, because when we're not doing something well, a challenge that there is an opportunity on the other side of it if we choose to fix it. Uh, so I think the first thing that uh, popped into my mind is is I believe we have more than enough patients in our practice, um, and part of that has to do with that I want to clinically work three five hour days. Uh, I want to have my practice open five, five, five days a week. And so the, really the big question is, is, is what is the next step of handling the volume of patients and or being able to not have to have me come in more than – really, it's just how do I not have to go in more than 15 hours a week? Right, well – And I know some people th think that's crazy, uh, but I produce over half the revenue in our practice in those 15 hours per week. Which I, which, which I thought was phenomenal to see. It that. was awesome to be able to say yeah. that. But it was awesome for the team to be able to look at that. And the, and the truth of all of this is, is if you can do a hundred grand a month and it only takes you 15 hours a week, 15 hours a week and you get a lunch break yeah. and you get a nap and no, you it's get six, six workouts, six, six hours a day yeah. with a lunch break. So it's five hour, five hour, five hour work days. And then you get to work on your other businesses too. Yeah. 
Who wouldn't want that dream? I get to spend an hour every morning on the porch with my wife, which is nice. And you get so, to take your kids to school when they're yeah, school. When, when they're school, yeah. Or you get to drop them off at or whatever. I get to go on my walk. Sure. Yeah. So you built this life, but your challenge, the practice challenge is this. There's an enormous amount of general dentistry to do. Yeah. More than the practice can handle. And yet there's... Enough well, implant well, dentistry and types of dentistry you want to do. So we, you're doing what you want to do. You can do more. But right now you're having to do be a general dentist as well. And so it's the challenge of when's the right time to go ahead and take the leap and say, there's enough general dentistry coming in these doors that we need another general dentist. Well, so, I, I, so I'm going to... Uh Disagree a little bit. Sure. The, the ego is going to talk for a second. Go for it. I think we have more than enough general dentistry because I worked at an efficiency level and a get everything done in a single visit level that most people aren't capable or comfortable working at. So what takes somebody else maybe two or three visits to complete with their patient, I was completing in a single visit. Agreed. So I was doing more. I was able to do more general dentistry than most could in a normal time. And then I think um, the other part is, is as these niche parts of our practice grows, which is what I want to focus on, uh, it does expose, that becomes a little bit, um, uh, a little bit more exposed there. So, so that's just my ego talking, okay? But, so now there, now we're talking about potentially adding another dentist. Absolutely. Okay. But then, then, then the common questions come up is, do we have the space? Okay. Do we have the team? Do we have the patients? Like not patients, but patients, like the bodies, like the you you know patient consumers, uh, or do we go down a ro- road of maybe shrinking our practice a little bit by dropping some insurance or things like that? Right. So what's happening is you know our action plan is to take you off one more insurance plan and really when, get when you, you say that take me off, not the just practice. you. Yeah. So Doctor A is going to come off and be down to one. Yeah. Um, the practice can be on the other four. Yeah, five. Five. Yeah. And it can be determined on if both doctors take all five or one takes three, one takes five, whatever the level mm-hmm. of their expertise are. So by doing that, we're doing it in a balance. That right. it's not we have high volume and high insurance. We actually don't have high volume and high insurance. You have a lot of of out-of-network followers. Mm -hmm. You do a lot of dentistry to meet your numbers that are out-of-network patients. You're doing the type of care you want, but yet there's still this whole other part of your practice that needs to be cared for. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think really what we're looking at here is, and it's an important point, uh, I believe the senior slash owner, whatever it is, uh, as they bring in the first associate, you keep it status quo. As you get that first associate filled and you start doing more of the advanced procedures as I talk about in our training and stuff, then then I believe it's incumbent upon the senior doc or the owner doc to slowly personally drop some plans so that way you can create a, a greater value for your services so Absolutely. I can charge the fees that I mm-hmm. believe I deserve. Um, that I can keep a reason for my patients to see the associates, soon to be partner in, in my case, uh, so we can you know keep some of those things going. So I'm not a big fan of niching down the practice to where we say we're going to drop insurance across the board uh, because uh, for a couple of reasons. One is it doesn't fit the vision I have. Correct. Okay, the vision I have. It's not a bad idea. The vision I have is two dentists doing all of the general dentistry and then some more, and then literally me focusing on the uh, SOI, the sleep ortho implants, and that should be all I do. Uh, And then slowly but surely even giving some of that away to where uh, maybe in my particular case, I want to focus on uh, charitable dentistry uh, for those less fortunate uh, or specific things like teachers and stuff like that. Those are important groups of people to me. Um, so, so that's why I want to choose going down the path of adding another dentist. 
Uh, like I didn't even consider going down the path of dropping insurance. It wasn't that. Right. Now you said I was going to stay in one plan. And the reason I'm going to stay in one plan is because of Blue Cross Blue Shield. To be in their medical plan, I have to be in their dental plan. And I want to be in Blue Cross Blue Shield medical uh, for the sheer volume of sleep devices and stuff we do uh, in our practice. So I'm. Uh, I, it'd be nuts for me to drop uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield medical. And therefore I'm, fo- I'm forced into the dental plan. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com Check out our upcoming sessions and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Well, it's about strategy. And the strategies that work for your business are not always going to be the same strategies someone else in another state or another city may use. But it's really knowing your why you're doing that plan, knowing your why, why you want to be in the network and someone else be out of the network. And when the practice stays on the plan, we keep the bodies. Yeah. They can just come in and see us for hygiene. The whole, I've seen nothing but positives, you know, there's some bumps along the way, but I've seen nothing but overall positives from this now. So now we've made the decision tree to go down the path of, uh, seriously looking for another dentist. Right. So now the question becomes, is the Indian, you know, (laughs) semi-conservative business side of me says we can support a part-time dentist. Right, and then the, the Holly and you, the Holly says right. The wh- business coach says, yeah, one foot in the door and one foot out the door is you might as well have both feet out the door. Right. So sometimes we have to take a leap mm-hmm. and stretch, knowing that you know you'll get her busy or him. Yeah, you. In know my case, I hope it's a her. I want it to be a her. Yeah, but but not being sexist, but no. we've got two brown guys in the practice. It's time to have a female in the practice. Absolutely, but the female attracts and accommodates in a, a whole different yeah. group of bodies, consumers. Yeah. So, I love that you're willing to take the risk. So let's talk about that risk, okay? So let's walk through what that looks like because... It looks like money. (laughs) That's what it looks like ultimately. Every dentist that listens or team member that listens to this podcast is going to say, that's expensive. Sure it is, but it isn't. that's initially where everybody's head goes. But what I say is it's expensive if you don't do it. Well, let's let's even not say that. Okay. okay, because that's that's theoretical in a way, and people have a hard time understanding sure. theoretical loss of money, right? Absolutely. The loss, uh, cost of op- opportunity cost. People have a hard time understanding that. But the the so we went through it, and it didn't take me long. Said I said if I okay, I said if I found the right person, right, and what kept them from joining our office was part time versus full time. I'm I'm in. I'll go full time. But if I don't find the right person, I'm not going to stand. I'm not going to settle for. Full-time in that case, because it doesn't make any sense to right. me, okay? So I want to be open to both options. Now, when we did the math, what I looked at, and I don't know if you noticed it when we met this one young lady, I just straight up said, what do you need to live? Right. Like, I just asked them, like, well, how much do you need to live? That's a fair question. And, um, and, and, and she gave me a number, so I did the math in my head, and it came out to be 15 grand a month. 
okay? And so I look at it and I say, wow, I've got to come up with $15,000 a month. But that's not the real cost of bringing the other dentist in, okay? So in my case, uh, I think the only other cost I'm going to have is uh, another assistant, okay? Uh, so let's call that... Um, Let's call that 20 grand a month total. Okay. So the cost of me bringing in another dentist, the risk I have to take is 20 grand per month because I've already got the building. I've already got the equipment. I've already got everybody else. Correct. I've already got everything else in place. Literally all I'm doing is plopping another dentist and an assistant in place. And opening the schedule. And opening the schedule. Right. Right. So let's even call it, um, so 20 grand fixed costs. So basically in theory, all this person has to do to break, break me even is do 30 grand a month. Absolutely. Right? Because there's some cost of doing business, materials, stuff like that. So if I can, so now I got to look at it and say, okay, 20 days a month mm-hmm. on average, they got to do $30,000. That's 1500 bucks a day. So how do I, can we get $1,500 a day out of hygiene with same-day treatment. Absolutely. Could we, we do get a crown? Could we get 15? Well, not at my MetLife fees, but yeah. couple fillings. Yeah. Could a guard, we, could we be available for more emergency care, which are typically extractions or root canal crowns? Right. You know, so how do we get to that $30,000 number? Okay. Sure. And then even if we don't, I've got to believe that we're going to get there within three months. Right? Sure. So maybe we're 10 grand short month one. Maybe we're 10 grand month short month two, but at some point we start. So I look at it as it's, it's, even though it's $20,000, it's really probably a five to $12,000 risk per month that I take. But the, the upside play on that is pretty big. Now what's unique about me is I'm willing to take the haircut because I don't want to do any general dentistry, you know, uh, or minimal amount of general dentistry. So I can give off my schedule, which I firmly believe to succeed with a great associate is you're going to have to give them, you're going to have to feed them as well. So I, I just I just looked at it and, and I went to my wife and I said, hey, you know, listen, uh, just because I don't need that permission. I mean, the, the ego guy in me is saying that. <laughs> but he does need the permission. I do. I do. Because we... we You're partners. You need partners. the permission. And uh, so I said to her, I said, listen, I'm not sure about this person. But I want to make my mind open to this. And it's, I'm comfortable and ready for the two-day-a-week part-time person. But I think I might have to go to four days to get, what I, to get the person I want. And it's going to be a five to $12,000 risk per month that may, what we may not make. Now, do you sure. want to tell everybody what Mona said? Oh, she said, sure. Let's do it. No, do you taker. want to really tell them? I'm a risk taker. What did she say? It's a no-brainer. Why yeah. the hell are you asking me? Well, because we got to <laughs> ask, right? But we do because she's your partner. And, right. And, and, and you want her support. Absolutely. Because it affects her. But, it, right? but her support says every night, just go do that. Yeah. You know? Go. You can move that dentistry. She's yeah. that kind of support for you. And so, I, while well, I'll argue if you got me out of the chair doing general dentistry, I'll sell so much more dentistry yeah, if will. I went, if I went, like, I, my most valuable area, at the end of the day, I, re, I really believe this, and then we're going to move on to another topic if you don't have anything else to mention <laughs> on this, but is, I believe my real value, my real value has nothing to do with the dentistry I do, it has everything to do with doing hygiene checks. My, 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 my most valuable role would be the relationship role in the practice to, to do the diagnosis, to do the communication, and to to uh, to help move patients forward in the dentistry because at the end of the day there are lots of people that can do the dentistry I do the, the clinical aspect of what I do but there's fewer people that that can really connect and communicate right. with people and I think that's the lost art in, in practices absolutely and and you are a better for your team when you're the coach right when you're there when you're guiding when you're accessible for them to ask you questions and you even verbally coach them yeah you're like better. Today. You're yeah. just better for it. And yeah. some and that in itself, you could matrix all the dentistry in the world and you yeah. all could do a half a million a month if you could work yourself out of that chair. Yeah, if I could get a, and I I but by the way, I believe that is the case for so many dentists listening. So many of you listening to this podcast is that what is holding you back is spinning the handpiece. Yep. 
And, and really, for a significant, for a good percentage of you, you are better doing all the hygiene checks in your practice and yeah. then having other cl- clinical people, people, the book smart people doing all the dentistry. And I think uh, sometimes ego stands in the way of that because yeah. it's like, well, I paid all this money to be a dentist. Yeah. I should spend this drill and someone's going to judge me if I don't. Well, screw those those judge those people that judge you don't pay your bills and don't create right. your lasting legacy and don't connect other people. Sure. Uh, so that's that. So the more you can get out of your chair and the more you can be there and be accessible to the team and to the patients to guide them to the right provider, yeah. the, the more satisfying your practice will become for you, but the more satisfying your team will become because they all want a piece of what you have. Well, they want to grow, right? They right. want to, they see the, they see the big picture. Hopefully they see the big picture opportunity. They do. And then I, I, I'll argue it creates so much flexibility in my life. You know, I, I bet you some of you are like, I'm not a, he's not a real dentist. He only works 15 hours, but yet you're jealous that I only work 15 hours a week. Uh, and the truth is I work a little bit more right now because I'm available for certain cases. And right now, even non certain cases, because I have a hard time as a business owner pushing people out six, eight weeks. Uh, that's not healthy. But that's also, that's not how you built your business. Right. So when COVID yeah. is causing them six, eight weeks out, it makes you feel bad. Yeah, I'm going in on Thursdays now. So that you can expedite that and get them in to where they still feel like you're accessible. Yeah. But, and you're not putting them off. But I, it also goes to a bigger point where I believe in proof of concept. So the proof of concept is if I have to go in for another day, that means I need another dentist for that right. day, correct? Absolutely. You know, and I would argue that if I go in for a full day, that we probably need one and a half dentists because typically speaking, associates aren't going to be as productive as sure. the owner, de- you know, 20-year experience owner dentist. Uh, so, so that's it. So, so one option is that we have more than enough patients. Uh, we have a lot of dentistry that needs to be done. Do we drop insurances and raise fees, which is a phenomenal option? Sure. Okay. Or the option I'm choosing is to bring in associates, bring in another provider for me personally as the owner to drop insurance and to create more flexibility because me because dropping the insurance and raising fees, while it does keep the revenue where I want it to be, it keeps me in the building. And that doesn't work for what I'm trying to accomplish. And, and that's, my, that's my grief or gripe with the whole dropping insurance, raising your fees, sure. because it still keeps you in the building. And my goal and my goal for other people is to get you out of the chair so that you can focus on either building your business or building another business or just spending time family, whatever, whatever floats people's boats. Uh, the other area, number two. <laughs> number two. Which... Uh, I have struggled with for 20 years. Uh, Rachel Wall gives me a hard time all the time. Uh, is that my hygiene department is um, a massive source of opportunity? It's a great source of opportunity. Uh, we have phenomenal hygienists. How many quads of scaling have we done in our practice We're in the first six months? We're not going to disclose that. Why not? Go ahead, disclose Let's it. Let's not disclose it. Rachel will be disappointed, and the phone will start ringing 16, immediately. 16 for the whole year so so far. For six, the year. For six months, we did 16 quads. That's including partial quads, I think. That does. Yeah. Because yeah. your patients poor. are healthy. My patients are getting quad scaled. They're getting scaled. I can promise you that. So. They're just not getting coded. So uh, lots of opportunity um, in the hygiene department. You know, lots of opportunity to, to get patients back into the schedule. Because, you know, we've got to fill up April or we've got to fill up August, September, October. So that's a good point we need to bring up. So one of the things that most of us are doing is we missed half of March, all of April, all of May. Right. And then so we're working so hard to get these people back in. But then what many of us aren't seeing is that six months from March is September, October, November. And if you go through those go to those three months, you're going to see empty hygiene columns. And if you're so focused on the now, you're not going to, you're going to be in a world of hurt hygiene wise uh, when October, November come around. Uh, So one of the things we're working on is, uh, it was an idea from today is, is uh, we have roughly a thousand patients uh, who have are overdue for recall <laughs> within the last 18 months. Okay, In other words, we saw them within the last 18 months and they're not on the recall, sched- they're not scheduled for a recall appointment. We have a thousand of those patients. 
Uh, so we're working on reactivating those patients, but with a purpose of scheduling them in September, October, so that way we can start to refill our hygiene book from the six months of the six months from the time that we missed uh, there. So and absolutely, uh, and we have a couple of things that uh, we have practices that are, you know, who are insurance based that are backfilling it. Mm-hmm. So when they're rebooking the people in the door now, they're booking their next appointment in October, November. Mm-hmm. And just because the patient's allowed two cleanings a year. Yeah. We have that. That's yeah, one that's avenue. That's a pain in the butt to keep up with. But it's one avenue. Next avenue is give everybody an appointment mm-hmm. that you're that's calling and saying, I need to get scheduled. Give them the August, September, October appointment and put them on a priority list. Miss mm-hmm. Jones, I'm booking your appointment in August if I have something come available before then you are my priority. An Eagle self that's called absolutely yeah. ASAP call yeah. sooner, whatever you want to call it. But we have that. And then don't take your new patient spots up with recall right now. Yeah. People, we did that. You did. And then yeah. other doctors are doing it too. So I'm we, spending money marketing. So my phone will ring, but I'm not booking those patients yeah. for two months because I'm, so worried about my recall well, I, I gotta schedule. Take, I got to take fault on that to a certain degree because that was a lack of looking at the scoreboard on my end, right? Right. So on, on a typical month, our practice, Raleigh Dental Arts, averaged about 40 new hygiene patients. Correct. Month. I only count hygiene patients as new patients. And uh, so for the month of June 2020, uh, we had 26, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what that told me is it's not because our phone's not ringing. It's that right now we're booking them four to six weeks out, which is totally against... Uh, my philosophy because you took your new patient coordinator and said oh yeah she has a license let me let me let her do recare right and 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 i did it without complete guidance and i did it without accountability which is the real problem um because you know people want you know when somebody calls oh i'm free let's put them in but we're not given that opportunity for like i think a new patient space should be held for a day or two only you know, beforehand. It shouldn't be given up three or four days before because a new patient will call today and typically there's something that caused them to call and we'd love to get them in. I'd love to get them in within a week. And you know that and that's one of the practice beliefs that we have. But yet COVID gave us COVID brain to say, oh, but all these people, we've got to take care of all of our patients. And then we forget. But what, wait a minute, I'm still paying for marketing to make my phone ring. And my phone's still ringing. People want dentistry now more than, I feel like, more than before COVID almost. I, I, I it's don't crazy. Believe, well, It's up for debate. Yeah. But the people that are calling your office, they're quality patients. They're, they have needs. They have high needs, actually. And then here we are with high needs people, but yet we can't see them for yeah, a few months. So, so, so part of the, ch- now the challenge here, okay, the opportunity is I have a thousand of these patients, okay, but even if I put them in October, November, that's not enough. Sure. Okay, you know, reasonably we can probably re- reactivate, let's say a third to, you know, maybe a little bit more of them. Well, when we look at what you have in break the 18 months and the 12 months out, yeah. you know, 12 months, people who have, these are people who have been in for a cleaning. Yeah, in the last 12 months, we have 750. Right. Those in are 18 months, actively, we have 1,000, so that's right. 250 more. So we have a higher success rate with people yeah. who have actually been in hygiene. They love your practice. They've had some work done. So the acquisition rate's a little higher, yeah. I believe. But even no matter what, you're still bringing in your 40 new patients a month that you love. You take those patients. They're going to need treatment. You convert your perio yeah. that actually needs perio. It's a different um, story, different day. A different story, different day. And then we look at there's always consults acquisitioning over yeah. and our recall schedule. And then as we continue to revisit our perio guidelines, we'll then be able to convert our more patients to three months, four months, things like that. So a lot of things happening that are going to create a bigger need that by the first of the year, you're going to have to have another dental hygienist. I know. So that was going to be my next point is, is part of the reason we have a thousand patients, a thousand patients overdue. I can diagnose my problem pretty well. Yeah, you can. So I I can tell you there's several reasons. One is, um, I'm running my practice on two and a quarter, two and a quarter, maybe two and a half hygienists, uh, to a certain degree on purpose to try to prove a point. Uh, but <laughs> always about proving the point, right? It is. 
Um, so we, you know, so we, we have a, a little bit of a challenge, a capacity challenge there. Uh, you know, it's a little bit, uh, COVID isn't the excuse, but it's a little additive there. So that's one aspect. Uh, the other aspect of why we have a thousand patients overdue is because we don't have enough front office people. We don't have, we don't have somebody dedicated owning, uh, the, the outbound calls. We do pretty good on the inbound calls. You do great on the inbound calls. We're pretty good on the inbound calls, but we, we're not doing I wouldn't even say we're, we're mediocre at best on outbound calls in the sense that we don't make an effort. You know, we have patients who literally call us to come in. Right. You know, and, and so we're not we're not making any effort on the outbound. Uh, so I'm going to go from two front office people and take the risk of going to a third front office person with the expectation that I believe from a top-down mentality that if I add the third person in the front – with a specific goal of here are your thousand leads. Absolutely. Let's go and convert these leads and then I'll create the space or I'll get the hygienist, which is a different different challenge right now, getting sure. hygienists, but I think we could make it happen because I have a hygienist that could add a day or whatever it may be. I believe I have enough team members that could on a short term basis kind of add hours or add a day here or there to bump up our needs. So I want to prove the concept. So we're gonna bring a third person in the front. And we're going to let them focus on uh, getting our recall, doing the outbound. So I'm going to call that person my salesperson in a sense uh, from a traditional business model uh, is uh, I, we create the leads and the hygiene and stuff. And this person is their job is to, to cultivate those leads in an outgoing manner uh, from recall and from non-scheduled treatment and, and really work those patients to come back in. Absolutely. So, so that's how we're handling the hygiene department. And then the third one, which um, burns me up, uh, <laughs> burns me up absolutely, because uh, uh, I speak so fondly of my team and I love them and I, I have phenomenal people, but we're not maximizing team potential right now. Um, and uh, so that's another area that, that, that we have opportunity. And, and I, I want to be clear. I have a phenomenal top down we have phenomenal people. You have the right people. We have, fen- and you, you have. They're not the, the best. They're not the worst. No, they're, not, they're the right. They're the people. right people for me. One, it, they fit our culture. It's a, it. Yep. You know, my personality is different. Um, they, they, they put up with uh, some of the things, you know, of where I'm trying to get to, and and they have dreams and visions similar to mine, uh, or that at least they see those things. Uh, so we have the right team, but I'm. I want to get a little bit more. I want to squeeze that turnip a little bit more. Uh, so, so we're struggling in some areas. Talk about some of those areas where we're struggling or the opportunities that we have on maximizing team potential. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, podcast family. T-Bone here bringing you our newest live patient implant training, Full Arch Express. For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into Full Arch Implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect too, teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course. It's a career-defining leap. Head to www.3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode. Well, we have the right team. We have the right attitudes. You know, they they all support the vision, but they all have um, additional training that maybe we forget about because we get so focused. Uh, people that 
you know, our Invisalign mm-hmm. specialist. She also can be a chair side our assistant. chair side assistant. She also is amazing at administration and being able to be a part of that front desk team. We have uh, our new patient coordinator, who's also a dental hygienist, who also can do great at Invisalign. You know, we have so many cross-trained people, sometimes too cross-trained, because right. we forget what all they can do. And that right there is really not tapping into, you know, our Invisalign storefronts not doing as great as it should be doing. Yeah, not good as great as it was last year, for right. sure. Right. So Invisalign needs more focus, but it doesn't need a dedicated body like it did last year. Not right now. Right. So while we're ramping it back up, we need to maximize her potential in our with scanning um, and really converting dentistry. Right. So we have her. We have, um, you know, um, our sleep department. It's doing really good. Yeah. Maybe it needs more help, more body so that it can do even better. Right. And really, um, we need to start working our three-year list. We need to start digging into those leads harder, and that then grows sleep. So it's more of we have all these great trained bodies who are amazing, and are we using them every day to their potential? And well, maybe I need to be this person this day, and then I need to wear a different hat the next day. Or sometimes we need to shuffle people around because people right. change, they grow, they adapt. Absolutely. So that's one aspect of it. But I think the other thing that we're struggling from a little bit is, is, is a common struggle is that we've gotten busy. And then when you get busy, you forget to do the things that got you busy. Absolutely. Right? And it's very cyclical, right? So then things slow down, and then you get back to doing the things that got you there, and then things pick back up, and you forget to do them. So, you know, I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm trying to get on to sleep and, and a, a clear line of therapy uh, that, that we, need to, we need to block off X amount of time and effort on a weekly basis to build the business, to build a storefront, to use your term. And um, so... We're going to have to work on it. We're going to have to set the goals. We're going to have to set the boundaries, set a budget, and and put the 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 support in place, so that we can do those things. So it's consistency, and and every business struggles with having consistent, accountable measures in place, so that we all keep making sure that we're meeting that. And if we're not meeting them, change the directions, adjust the course, change the marketing, change the people. Figure it out. And that's where you're great at it. But when you get busy being a dentist in the practice, you become really complacent with the numbers and you get, you struggle with doing the coaching part. Yeah, because so, it's, because you it's, drill in teeth. That's time. That's <laughs> time, right? So, so, so you know, another area that of opportunity and maximizing team potential, and it was a, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for. It was a, uh, it was a, eye-opening, realization for me today, uh, when I asked one of my hygienists, uh, you know, walk me through how you talk to this patient, and I, and then I looked at her. I said, "Well, you're not there for the training we had," and she goes, "No," and everybody looks at me. No, she came on after that. So what's happened is we've added, subtracted, you know, through the normal uh, turnover of team members, uh, and not everybody is on the same is not rowing the same boat from a patient communication side of things. So we, we need to go back, you know, we need to go back to the foundation. Uh, so I re-signed up for Paul's uh, homily's uh, online uh, training course uh, for all the team members, and we're going to, again, set the schedule that we're on this date we're going to have this many right. modules done so that we can go back through, and that way some of them are going to hear it again, which I don't think is a bad idea, and some of the team members are going to hear it for the first time. Uh, and that's hopefully getting people back in. And then, you know, I'm going to be there to coach and train them so that we're doing it the practice way. You know, it's not about doing it just Paul's way. It's about doing the, those fundamental concepts but within the framework of what works for my vision of, of a dental practice. Sure, and every time you listen to Paul's courses, you learn something. Yeah, I list, read his book every year. Right. So, so uh, the frustrating part is the owner and the CEO, you get frustrated and say, gosh, why do we keep doing the same thing? Because we need that same thing. You know, why do we keep talking about the schedule? Because the schedule is growing so much. We have to keep talking about the schedule. Why do we have to revisit this? Because we have three new team members. You're old, but they're new. Right. 
You've been doing it for 20 years. I'm not that But old. they've been doing it for six months. They've been doing it for 12 months. So that becomes a thing. Um, it becomes a huge component of the practices because doctors get stuck wanting to know why they're not moving forward. But as we talked, you're moving exponentially forward in where you want to be. It just doesn't always feel like it. Well, I think part part to what you were saying, I, it's just a realization I had is as much as I complained, uh, yelled, or whatever you want to call it, and I don't want to say I yelled at you, but I just, I, you know, I'm, I'm, right. I, I, as I get more serious, my voice goes up. Um, <laughs> uh, I was saying, how come we're going backwards? How come we're always doing the same things over and over again? But it's one of the same things I teach other dentists is, Review back. Go, you know, ultimately, right. there's like four, five, six, whatever number you want to come up with, key fundamentals that you should never get past because you should be constantly revisiting those things. And if, but if we look at it, we have made strides forward. Okay, we got through through a tough time of two months. Everybody's back, right? We're able to. We're added a new front office team member because we lost one there. We're adding another one, but clearly we have the business to do that. We're looking at hiring a dentist, so clearly we have the business to do that. And I've, I've cut down on what works out to be an entire day. So instead of working three seven-hour days, 21 hours, I'm now working three five-hour days, which is uh, 15 hours. So that's six hours less, almost essentially a day. So I'm working one day less post-COVID than pre-COVID. And we're at, what, six months into the year, and yeah. all these things have happened. Right. You yeah. took some risk early in the year. Right. We took some risk on some team members that didn't pan know, out. But it's the once in a while you have the weak spot. Bad mistakes. Yeah. I am going to hire somebody that's got all these skills and no dental. We'll see where it goes. Right. Not ever. It doesn't always work. Sometimes it does. Well, but, it didn't work for this stage of my career. And not for this stage of what you need yeah, for and, your business. And where my practice was. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have that super strong person at the front that right. had it that could really teach it to everybody else you had a, a, a soft heart yeah but your well, practice had a strong need yeah. and now here we are now we've got the strong need that the practice has we have it replaced right it's perfect you came back from covid far better than many doctors out there sure because you connected with your team right right you you cared about them you picked up the phone, you texted them, you stayed engaged on Slack. Mm -hmm. You did the things that... We did that the Zoom calls, the whole you thing. You did. Yeah. You did the things you were supposed to do because you like your team, but also because you really cared for them. And you wanted to make sure that they were happy and healthy and they were going to come back. And your business was still going to be there. So you did what you needed to do during COVID. And that's far better than some people did. And then now being back, we're still on the same goals and the same growth that we started in 2020. And I'm confident that you're going to meet those metrics and actually exceed them. And I'm hoping that after this time together that you even see that you're going to exceed them. You're going to yeah. do things that weren't even on the list. We didn't have a third doctor on the list for this year. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Yeah. That was as the other, as the other opportunities and, well, as the other needs were satisfied in the practice, it created more opportunities. And it opened this up, and all of a sudden, oh, my gosh, we need this. Yeah. So we're farther in 2020, and we had a two-month gap, but now we're farther into where we need to be for our goals yeah. than we thought we were going to be. And that's pretty exciting. Yeah. It's it's good. It's good. You're going to get a partner this year. <laughs> oh, geez. Knock on wood. That's, that's a whole series of podcasting. Yeah. That might be 12. 12 yeah. episodes. Well, <laughs> it's... Uh, it's a leap. It's a leap for both everybody. Anytime you take, it's a marriage and, you know, you go through your ups and downs. Am I doing the right thing? Am I not doing the right thing? All of that stuff. And, and ultimately, I think it'll be, I'm confident it'll be the right decision. Um, and I think we'll, it'll free me up. Again, for me, everything's about flexibility. Um, it'll free me up to, uh, to be able to explore uh, some other gifts and and and, and things I want to do, and and so that's that's. But important. it'll give the team what they need, yeah, and they need to know that there's that person that's yeah. gonna that's gonna be there, that's gonna be that's in it, and believes in it and buys into it the same way you do. Yeah. So we we've got it. it. We got it. 
All right. Well, that's a good conversation, Holly. Not so bad. We stayed a little <laughs> off track. But right. 40 minutes isn't too bad. So right. uh, uh, it's Holly Bryant at Bryant Consultants. How do people get in touch with you, Holly? Call Dr. A. Don't call me, please, for God's <laughs> Everybody sakes. calls Dr. A. Don't call me. Hey, Bryant Consultants, www.bryantconsultants.com or Holly, H-O-L-L-I-E, at bryantconsultants.com. Or find uh, me on Facebook. Find me on Instagram. Are you on the gram? I'm on the gram. Yeah. So, again, if you have questions, uh, stbone.com or uh, telephone number 510-698-2663. As always, this podcast is brought to you by 3D Dentists. 3D Dentists is where we run our training programs. We're introducing a 3D printing class this year. Uh, I believe it's August 14th and 15th, led by none other than Sully Sullivan. And I'm excited for the 3D printing class because... We've been doing some pretty interesting things with printing in our office, and I believe we're going to be doing same-day guards uh, here very soon. Uh, probably by end of August, I think we'll have that worked out. You're going to be a practice. student again. Yeah, I'm ex- well, it, you're always a student. You <laughs> you're know, always you a got, student. you got to stop. You're not going to stop. So uh, 3D-Dentist.com, we look forward to you. And again, if you enjoyed our podcast, all you got to do is uh, please leave us a review on, on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this podcast from. And of course, if you could do us a favor and help share and spread the message uh, that we're trying to get out there, that dentistry doesn't have to be boring. Dentistry doesn't have to be you being stuck in the chair. It doesn't have to be you as a general dentist doing fillings and crowns forever. There's so much uh, this phenomenal profession can afford us to do. So uh, let's make the most of it. Uh, Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you uh, next week on the T-Bone Speaks podcast. Thanks so much for listening to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal. Remember to keep striving for excellence and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.